All right, we're in another one. So the title of this post is going to be Caused Them to Believe a Lie. I want to start this post off with a story. Roughly two years ago, my wife and I were in Spokane, Washington, and we were staying with her sister's family, uh, trying to make a life for ourselves out here, or out there. I'm, I'm here now, but let's just go with the post article. Um, I'd gotten myself a job working uh, delivery route for Amazon during the winter season, and the job gave me a lot of time to do uh, whatever I wanted to do while I was on the road. So I narrowed down my options uh, of what to do down to two things, either listen to music that would pump me up, or listen to sermons and learn a thing or two about my walk with God. So I chose the option of sermons, and I can honestly say that that decision is in the top five best things that I've done in my life. Either way, the point I want to make is that I had listened to about 400 hours of sermons in six months. That's the equivalent to a part-time job. Some might call it a binge of sorts, and I should clarify that the reason I went on such an intense binge was because when I was younger, I'd spent a lot of time outside of church or simply not focused on God in general. So I guess I was playing a game of catch-up, and that's the biggest reason that I went on such an intense binge. And that's why I didn't fully understand or even want to believe a lot of the things that I heard right away. So that brings us to the main point of this post. The idea that there is a tipping point in which God will stop knocking at the door of your heart was pretty foreign to me. But it seemed that was even more foreign to family members. Uh, let me lay out a uh, few verses that explain this idea, or rather, this principle. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8-12 through 12. It says, And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose working is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who received not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness." My family members didn't find this information to be especially easy to believe or take on. I want to say it's because they still hold to more of a Pentecostal persuasion and their focus is spent more on specific portions of the Bible. And this idea was in other portions, which made it at least a little foreign to them. As a last point, I want to bring up the story in the Bible about King Ahab, because he decided to believe what his false prophet said instead of the true prophet of God. The part of the story of Ahab that I'm referring to is the part where he's going to war with Ramoth Gilead, and he asks his so-called prophets for a word from the Lord. And as a side note, in the actual written article, I intentionally left the uh, word Lord in the last sentence, lowercase, because his false prophets never spoke with the Lord of the Bible. But anyways, uh, his advisor asks if there's a prophet of God that will give a word from the Lord, and that prophet was Micaiah. But King Ahab said he doesn't want to hear from Micaiah because he never says anything good to him. So Micaiah starts off in verse 15 by being sarcastic. And then in verse 17, he tells the king the truth. And just like the king said, it wasn't anything good. But instead of listening to what God had to say, he turned his back on it and locked Micaiah away. And for that, God let him believe a lie. He even helped him believe a lie. So for backstory, I'm going to go ahead and quote the actual passage, and that's going to be in 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 15 through 17. And it goes like this. It says, So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. 
And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee, that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills, as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Then uh, verses 18 through 23, it says, And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one sat on this manner, and another sat on that matter. And there came forth a spirit, and stood before the Lord, and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth, and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. So I guess if I was to put all this into less words and sum it up, it would go something like this. God will give you over to your vain beliefs if you choose them over him. If you stray away from the God of the Bible, you will have to carve out a different God from your own imagination.